0: Hey there. Before you jump into this week's episode, I just want to let you know that our membership is open. It's completely free. It's a careers and wellbeing platform with on-demand content and monthly live sessions with incredible coaches. So what are you waiting for? Head over to community.jobsforwomen.co.uk forward slash join and I'll see you in there. Enjoy this week's episode. Hey there, welcome to the Jobs for Women podcast, where we empower and uplift women to succeed and thrive in their professional life whilst looking after their well-being. In this podcast, we'll be discussing the issues and challenges faced by women in the workplace with particular focus on gender equality. We believe that every woman deserves the opportunity to excel in her career, regardless of her gender. And we're committed to helping women break through the barriers that hold them back join us every week as we hear from experts share stories and give advice we've got an incredible community of women who support and encourage each other and we're so happy that you are here let's break down the gender barriers and create a more equitable and inclusive workplace for all So welcome to another episode of the Jobs for Women podcast. I'm really excited to welcome our guest this week. We have Natalie Potts, who is a business strategist and performance mentor. Welcome to the podcast, Natalie.
1: Hi Zoe, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: Wow, oh, you are very welcome. So I'm really excited to chat to Natalie today. Natalie has an incredible amount of corporate experience, which we're gonna delve into. 19 years, is it?
1: Mm. <laughs> 19 years in one corporate is a rare thing to say at 36 years old yeah
0: wow yeah so we're going to delve into that um and then obviously uh the work that you're doing now and i got to know natalie through another podcast and i just totally resonated with your approach to life your um your vision the way you work with people and i was like okay we need we need natalie on the podcast um so we just spoke off camera a little bit then didn't we and i feel like from my years in corporate there was a focus on just being the you know doing your job maybe going on a training course that the the company sends you on but there wasn't much um in terms of like personal development and so we'll get into that as well but can you just talk us through why you chose to leave 19 years of corporate in the same role in the same company rather
1: Yeah, so lots of that came from back in 2016, I was very conscious that I'd been with the business for a long time and I was always nervous when coming from university that they always said have, you know, like a a plan B as such. And I was like, well, I haven't really got a plan B now. I've been here for quite a while. My success was always quite linear. I did very well in a, it was a very male dominated environment, but I did well. So I had no need to, but kind of 2016 hit and I thought I've never, you know, what would I fall back on? I've never explored anything else. So I was told actually, ironically, in the corporate I was in that I wasn't very good at coaching. Because so I was like, I'm not having that. So I was like, I'm going to go and find my own thing. Because as much as the courses look great, I would then see people coming back and, and apparently coaching. And I was like, that doesn't look like what I know coaching to be. I was like, fine, no judgment, no different thing so found a few coaching establishments and then found one which i absolutely loved you know when you come away that buzzing feeling like you've just watched the secret and it's like this sounds so woo woo but it's so me so joined them um again qualified um very quickly through them performance and then coaching corporate as well um diplomas which i absolutely loved and i won an award with them in 2019 for the commitment around cpd work i did after those diplomas as well because i know we shared this off, off camera here but uh, my focus on personal development has always been there the same as mindset and that's probably something that's differentiated me against my peers in corporate and I see compared to other businesses now is that's what I'll always speak about so um, won that CPD performance which is great and then it's kind of evolved from there really and I was still at corporate COVID hit and I'd started the business but I literally just couldn't do anything else it was just I had to get head down into the role and then I was just like, I'm just not happy anymore. The values didn't fit. They weren't aligned. I This was a big thing. I didn't, I hit the glass ceiling and didn't get a promotion in this very senior role of directors. And it was kind of my calling of enough's enough. And I just wasn't very happy when I looked at it. And I think I've been forcing myself to think, oh, I should be grateful for this. Or, um, you know, I've got everything I want and need. And I should be, everyone looks at me like I'm successful, but I'm completely opposite in how I feel. I don't do anything else but work. And I was just like, this isn't what I want my life to be. So we then started looking at, well, what's the strategy look like to lead the business? I can't just go. I was My biggest fear was this idea of stability of money. Money came in and went out, I didn't really think about it. But then think, well, if you have your own business, you don't have that. So what would I fall back on? So. Yeah, I just really quick, quick share here. But that was the kind of points of I need to change things of values. Just it wasn't about complaining about that business or the corporate or the people there. It was that that's not going to help me. I'm just not right for this anymore. And I need to change that. And what does that change look like?
0: I think that's so powerful, isn't it? It's it's like that piece on yourself like recognizing what works for mm. you and what doesn't and just jumping back when you say glass ceiling do, do you feel like because you achieved such incredible success from a from a young age um, yeah. um, and obviously was it a leadership course at, at 21?
1: Yes yeah, so I, was, I was managing teams at 20 and it's wow. funny because when you're in those worlds not to put it badly on the business but they make you feel like um that's a norm as such and then when you step away you share some things with people so I don't want to I always feel sometimes it feels a bit like I'm boasting or going around I did this and I did that but the reality is it's not easy leading people right I have to say being a vet or being a teacher is a hard gig managing and leading people is a hard gig and especially when so many businesses don't give people the skill sets for that mm-hmm. and I was naturally it was just one of my things I loved it I'm a, a strong eye in disc I'm a people person I just did well at it, so that's why I stayed.
0: And then when you when you didn't get that when you sort of moved into Mm. senior, um, do you think that was partly to do with being a woman at all?
1: I think it got quite personal, and I noticed the conversations very much the last few years started to change. In you know, you'd always have to be a certain way, or you're this, or that, and I was like, but a male wouldn't have this conversation. Why am I having, you know, you're very direct or this. I was like, I am direct, but I'm not rude. And I'm compassionate with that because I want to get stuff done and I get results. So you can't knock me for getting results and then knock me for the opposite of how I do it when actually it's not a big issue. It's just different, maybe. And actually, if you wouldn't to my team, it'd be a very different story than the one we're having. So um, I think I just noticed that it became quite personal on me as a person wasn't probably what they saw as a fit of, I was a graduate, but I didn't go on a graduate scheme. And and I guess I used to say things that would be challenging and I didn't like that. But, but that came from a place where I'd come, you know, as retail. So I hadn't come from the head office side of things. I'd come from a pure retail and work my up. so I could look at something and just know it's wrong. I knew the business inside out. There was nothing that was throwing me because I'd done it for years and years. I've been so many roles so then, when I had a voice saying, and often those voices are correct when you're in it like that, but they don't want to hear that, and it's it's very political, and and you hear that. I knew that through directors I knew in the business of saying you can't say this, you can't say that, no, don't ever do this, don't ever do that, and it's like, but that doesn't feel right. That's that's why the businesses get stuck in my view. And I just thought again, I used to think I'd probably change it more than I I, I was able to, and I just thought again, like, why am I? What's this battle for? Because I don't. Want to do so this? It's just too—it's too tough in some ways to change that, and and I don't think I naturally align to those females in those roles. Um, and we hear these stories, and I think people think that they don't happen, but they do happen. And people still get you know pulled in and brown letter and that—that that happens now still, and it's not right, of course, but it's how business operates, and you have to be very resilient. So. Going back to your point there, it was I just didn't feel aligned to those females. I didn't feel aligned to the business values. And I didn't feel that what I was saying was being listened to or that I felt heard. And we all know that when people don't feel those ways, they're not valued. And when people aren't valued, like in anything, they're out. hundred
0: mm-hmm, percent. It is frustrating to listen to though, because you are obviously, you had all your success. Um, you are obviously a brilliant leader and it, it frustrates me that companies are losing amazing people like you that could have transformed that business and the way it gets personal and obviously this you know the conversations we're having at jobs for women it's about equality and it really irks me that you know you know when you said about perhaps I don't know what word you used it wasn't confrontational or aggressive and we've had these conversations about you know women trying to be too masculine or dressing and then if they don't to be a leader then and if they wear a flowery dress i was reading oh, an article that that is politics. exactly
1: it i remember doing that on one of the it was a, it was my sign off but it was a i had a director in and we hadn't and with the previous we'd had a visit from her previously and it wasn't great so we knew that the next one we had to be kind of shining and everything And she came in and I was wearing a flowery dress on a hot day. And and she looked up and down me. She was wearing her A-line dress. And I just thought that was a bit for me. I was like, I don't need to feel that way. I've just felt from the way you've looked at me. Um, And that's not cool. It's got nothing to do with business. And, you know, I just didn't get it. And that's the stuff where I say the personal stuff. Because when it did come to my side of, I'd had all the results. I got signed off by four area managers. And then it was just her on a zoom call with me. It was like, we just don't know what you stand for as a leader. And I felt like saying, well, why don't you actually make the effort and come in and meet me? <laughs> that wouldn't have done me any favors. So then again, you just, you pick your battles and it's like, I'm kind of beat now. I'm done. I've given everything. I've worked like 70, hours a week. I can't, I said, I can't give much more. I said, I'm done. And my boss couldn't understand that when I wanted to leave. And I said, I just, uh, what's the point? I said I just don't want this life, and that it is really sad. And it beats a lot of people. I think the worst, where it's more sad though, is if it stops people from then zoning in on something like I've been able to do and create their own business or do something they love or go to another business. And and um, they're so beaten down in confidence, self esteem, everything. That's when it's just that's when it's got a bigger issue. I think than maybe being able to now see it as my gift. Yeah. So the risk is that people if they're really unhappy in jobs like that they just end up leaving opposed to challenging things and and that's it's a sad place of businesses because i've had the strength and resilience to go on and look what do i want to do and create that and create my own business and i love it but there's lots of women in particular probably that would go through that experience and it'd be beaten down their confidence their self-esteem everything will just go and that will stop them from pursuing anything know they would like to in terms of their dream business and everything and that's when it's a problem i I think
0: yeah absolutely and and again we know that that's where the gender pay gap um is so prevalent because you're at the top of your game on an incredible salary with all your expertise and then you left and that's contributing to the gender pay gap and then we obviously then get into women's health and menopause and women are leaving again at the top of their game so it is really frustrating, um, and yeah, it is. A, it, at least with you, you've been able to plow all of this experience and this expertise into now helping other people. Um, so talk to us a little about a little bit about what you do, because I know again uh, we talked at the beginning about um, sort of the mindset piece, and I feel like when I was in corporate, I wish I'd have had, you know, someone that would have been like, you know, what's going on with you? What do you want? What what? What's the long term vision? And I feel like I was just head down, you know, doing the doing. And I feel like there's so many women that will be listening to this that, you know, might be in a job. They might have been in there a while. How how do you work with people on this sort of vision piece or strategy piece if they're in a role now? yeah it's interesting
1: because we were saying before it's, I've come from very much qualifying like I said as a coach then I've started to a mentor with um, a coaching establishment as well and then the mentoring has gone to connecting adults, and saying actually what I love is strategy I see gaps and I know what to do and you go do xyz you get xyz results and it's that that you know you have a very strong vision in business where you want to be and it is the reverse in engineering the the, the steps back and not overcomplicating business we say in in the corporate that you know everything will work. We just put humans in it as such, and then that's when it kind of changes, and everything would be like a cog system and a machine. If it, if it if that wasn't the issue, or well, I say issue, but if that, that's when the challenges are presented. And the same with us, we make business very complicated when actually it's simple. And it's just not easy. Um, and the main thing is around having a vision, having your goals, not like hundreds of thousands, of people, like what well, your really core goals you're working towards for a year. I think we need bigger visions as well within this of what we're working for for three to five years now, because COVID took us back to like we can even talk the next week as such sometimes, let alone, you know, the next year. But I think again, we've shifted and we need to be mindful of what do we want long term. So we're aspirational in our our dreams and our goals as well, and then bring that back. But you fundamentally create like 90 day blocks of a year, keeping it simple. And everything then you do is aligned to that year goal. So you're always, everything you, do daily is aligned to what you're working for for a year so this is when people come to me like I don't know what to do day to day it's like but if you've got your goals set for the the quarter as such 90 days everything you do is you create a do list off of that because you've got measures of success for 90 days Mm -hmm. and then you know if you've achieved them or not so then you focus on the right things and anything that's not focused to that 90 days has to be kind of put into that ideas box or that you know then the next Review as such when you come to it and think about well are those objectives there what I want to do aligned to again what I want to achieve for the year so if I'm saying that I want to really build my audience and I'm looking at speaking doing a podcast building my email list um, being on social every day and, like there's loads there but to prioritise out of those and and then going oh I'm going to start a YouTube now it's like but is it YouTube in the strategy and it's like no so it's like we'll leave that for a minute because again we spread ourselves so thin we don't get consistent and being bored in your business has to be a part being consistent has to be a part in the same things over and over and that's where a lot of people then make it complicated because they don't want to do those things and unfortunately that's business unless something's like completely like like i don't do my accounts like my accountant does those that's because i just got no time energy effort I've, i've got no interest in it but there's a level of content i do all my own copy and i'll always do my own copy and i have a va so You've got to work out those things where you're at your best and where it can hinge your growth too. I kind of say like this idea of thousand pounds, hundred pound, ten pound tasks. Like get rid of the ten pounds and put all your energy and efforts into the things that are going to drive your return.
0: I love that. I I heard that uh, little analogy and I love that. And I thought I'm gonna I'm gonna bank that <laughs> for later. I definitely need that. So if someone is listening and they're employed and they don't have their own business and yeah. say they want I don't know a promotion. Yeah. Can they use that same approach, right? For the next ninety days, this is what I'm going to do to work towards. It yeah, might
1: sure. Loads of those things will come down to the mindset part, like you said. I remember working, particularly one female to get a promotion, and I was mentoring her, and it was her feedback was that uh, she was almost overconfident, coming across a bit arrogant, and she wasn't. It was nerves, and we had to really write that back. So often, often most of our reasons why we're not getting to where we want to be are a mindset block. And we've got to unpack those and that's why i'll always work with the idea that i work on strategy um, but always underpinning that as an undercurrent is always mindset it's the reason there'll be something so we know that there's a reason we're putting things off today okay we're procrastinating well why because we're procrastinating because of x y and z so it doesn't always have to be a massive debt for over you know we can overthink things as well but you need to have that it all starts with awareness to then bring the change and then you decide to take the action. So you've got to, again, I would say, slow down, speed up and look at actually challenge yourself on what are really my blocks right now? Where it, Where is that mindset or is it strategy? And I just don't know what to do and I need that help. But you've got to have that understanding and that awareness right from the start.
0: I love that, that idea of just starting with the blocks, because we must all have so many that we're yeah. almost unconscious. You know, like when you do the procrastination or. Or the reason that you're not maybe, I don't know, going on LinkedIn every day and writing a post and w- what are the blocks and delving in? Is that what you do then with your co- with your uh, mentoring mentors?
1: Yeah, so I work with that as well. It depends what people really they want and need. And I'm very focused right now on all of my programmes, I'll have a one to one with someone I'm irrelevant with their group or one to one, because I think expectations are very high for the people and we'll put a lot of onus on someone else for delivering that and not ourselves enough responsibility so I want to be really clear on what somebody expects out of something and then share even though you've done a discovery call that can still change things or I can get in the depths of I just want x y and z so we really need to understand those expectations and sometimes I think they're deeper than just money clients and stuff it's like you know I want it for experiences with my family before uh, my parents are too old or before my kids get um to years at school where they don't have the same time they have when they're kids and all these different real reasons like i always say that i used to wear to fitness trainers a lot years ago i'd say that people don't just want to lose weight to look for good in a bikini they, they want to have better sex they want to have uh walk down the beach and say like have a guy like wink at them or something well, wrong. Like they, just, they want the deep, like the real deeper stuff get into the narrative of what we actually say in our heads because this is the actual obstacles and the blocks that we have um, so, yeah, I work a lot with my mindset coach on my work. So, I'm always evolving my own uh, skill set as well, which is important and my own mindset with things. And I think that has to be that you live and breathe what you say you do, especially when it comes to values in your business. Uh, and I see that at people. And I think that something can hold me back sometimes is when people aren't aligned to those. I'm like, Ooh. Um, Whereas I have to let that go sometimes because, you know, that everybody's trying and everybody's human, right? We're not going to be perfect all the time. But, you know, one of the pieces we did with the, I did with my mindset coach recently was around that, that what are the blockers and taking my number one value, which is freedom for me. And then looking at well, what's my biggest obstacle right now. And if I break those down, into more obstacles like what's the reason I'm not getting there and how's that linked to my highest value of freedom. So that was just a profound piece of work. And it's not these aren't overnight things as well. I think we get very impatient. And you've got to fall in love with the process you've got to fall in love with the taking action every single day as well to get to the get to the big things the same as we know we're not going to rock into a gym and have abs the next day we use these analogies but in business we're like yeah but we'll get it quicker and it's like no right you've got to, again it's a different it's a it's a process so you've got to fall in love with that and you've got to understand what a step by step looks like again that's where we can overcomplicate it so i think coming back to your own mindset stuff Knowing where you sit, your strategy, doing the groundwork yourself, living and breathing what you do, these are all absolutely critical things in terms of building and developing a business. Um, and I guess if you're in the corporate space and you're wanting to progress, as you said in that question, then yeah, explore what's holding you back right now, where you would what's the gap with where you want to be, and who can help you. We don't ask for help enough,
0: mm, yeah, great advice. And similarly, you know, there might be women listening like you that are ready to to leave the corporate space and the mindset piece is huge because obviously you know I've started my own business and that is all you know it's hard otherwise everyone would be doing it and it has its own challenges and so I I mean I'm a yoga teacher so mindset mind is is become huge for me and I I really see the connect with being an entrepreneur and you know understanding but i think some of the things you've said really resonate and will resonate with people listening kind of like yeah. the values it's like that what i loved that that yours yeah. is the freedom just the word freedom for me like it evokes loads of thoughts and i think i'm similar to you I th- and i think that would be one of mine and and i also love what you said about you know getting into the detail like going to the gym to have better sex it's like and the, the guy winking on the beach i can really relate to that because sometimes we skirt around and we say things like you know cuz so obviously i've started jobs for women because i'm so passionate about people having an equal opportunity at work being paid the same i've got a son i've got a daughter uh uh-uh. uh it's it's a non-negotiable for me that he would be paid more whatever but part of it is to look after my family, to look mm. after my dad as I get older, to right. pay for their holidays. And, right. and that's come more recently with me because I was just maybe on the whole equality, equality. But I'm like, actually, you know, this fuels me. And yeah. that's how I can really relate to what you're saying. And I guess the people that you work with, that must be like light bulb moments. And like you say, it's not instant, is it? This is this is a work. This is long term.
1: It's not instant. No, I was... I do some work in schools actually with a company and we do work on motivational skills, learning skills. And then in, in there a lot you just get the idea that and we teach them how to like plan their time, like we're not educated to understand this stuff. And then we get to 30s, 40s, 50s, and then we're like, we're not actually doing what we love, we just got into this, and and that's where it presents a challenge. I don't think it's an issue, I think it's a good challenge to me to think about how do you explore that with people or people that then think I know it all as well. And it's like people can be paid. And have stupid amounts of money as well and be the most unhappiest people ever and I was kind of that, that and that's one of my biggest fears is I know where I can get to my belief about what I want to achieve isn't an issue but the point is that will I be happy like what is enough that's a big one so we've all got challenges we all fear very similar things and we want similar things when it comes to it we want love we want security we want comfort we want to feel that we belong you know the yoga stuff is a big part of that will be about community It'll be about people being with people where they can smile because maybe they're with people all day and they just it's just miserable and it's getting to that something like do you feel that you just want to come somewhere and smile do you feel that everywhere is about business and being intentional and you just want to have a laugh and have fun and that's okay i said that yeah. something the other day, like was some what's your podcast great because i've got a podcast as well i said It started just to be fun, get out of my head. And it's like my own therapy. It doesn't need to be more than that. If I want to monetize it, I'll monetize it. I don't at the minute. Because if I create something where I end up hating it, it feels a chore, I'm out. That's not why I created it. And that's got an intention even in itself that I just want it to be fun. And I think that that's so It's the like you say, just take all of the business jargon out at times, or the, we think we've got to sound like this, or you know, you have, do you want abundance? Do you want empowerment? Do you want, like who really talks? Who wakes up and talks like that? Or is educated to talk like that? They're not have yeah. an authentic voice. No, talk how you feel. Talk what's yeah. in your heads. Talk yeah. what's in your heart. Say you know, you know, right, you know, your heart and your sleeve like say it what do you really yeah. want do you want this it's like right now we're getting somewhere I feel and like
0: this is why I totally resonated with you just like right. how you talk you now it's like yes so and real. this is where
1: I know my my way of being is direct but it's and it for some it's uh, years ago probably been blunt but then that's what I've worked through for years but now it's like but it's done with compassion is right let's make it happen then let's go together let's go on that journey you know you can do it and I always say to my clients like I'll never work with anyone I can't believe in it's that honest like if I can't believe in what you're doing whether you find that tough to hear or not it doesn't mean that someone else isn't you know it took vice and 5,000 prototypes I think some you know you think of like JK Rowling like people just keep going that's your resilience onto you doesn't mean that someone's not going to see something in you I just don't and it's not going to work for us and that's okay and, that, and that's again we, we're very emotionally attached to things I think you have be more resilient let it go it's not personal it's just like when I see people that aren't for me I'm like it's just not for me I don't need to go around judging any more than that. It's just not for me, and that's okay. Yeah,
0: love it. Uh, we've got to wrap up soon, but I really want to talk to you really quickly about. Mm. Uh, it's, maybe it's like a boring topic to end on, but time blocking. Because when yeah. I listened to you, I was like, right, I need some of that, and it's literally like I'm still working out. I'm not going to lie; it's not got it down. But you talked about, and I, you know what, my favorite thing you said was that you prioritize you first when you when you're blocking your way. Yeah to do that so you inspired me
1: thank you i think again not like, even i overcomplicate stuff in my head and i i've i've had to see recently especially on the business model of mine i'm a part of that my knowledge isn't common knowledge has been a real like slap in the face of me and it's as basic as things like time blocking that i you know is the analogy of put your own oxygen mask on you've got to do that first because even if you've got kids whatever the situation if you can't show up your best to serve you can't serve them you can't be a good parent, you can't be a good sister, friend, whatever. Um, and that's important. And again, you become chasing the the, the the shiny object syndrome thing if you don't just focus on yourself and what you really need. So I do focus on that, it's important. And it inspires people as well around me, whether that's friends, family, clients as well, that journey piece does. Because like I said, people, it's simple, but it's, it's not easy for people. So I prioritise myself, I then prioritise and look at um my business second to that because I don't you know it's like work I, I don't live to work yeah. and then I'll look at the review and evaluation like how are things go in what's going really well do more of it what's not going so well do less of it and that type of thing will change it so um again we don't give enough time to really just reviewing and reflecting on where we're at that's important too and slowing down the process to speed up so that's always that time blocking element incorporates it there but I feel it's another level on just create a to-do list and get it done um, and actually to-do list is never done and actually time blocking will never be done but um, it's inviting you to prioritize the key things in your life
0: mm. yeah I love that a coach said to me recently when I had a session and um and she said the work is never going to go away you no. going to a yoga class or you going to meditate for half an hour it's not going to it's not going to change you know the, the to-do list like you say is never ending isn't it
1: and that's a fall in love with the process part
0: mm, yeah amazing right well i mean i could talk to you for ages thank you so much for joining us if people want thank to connect you. with you where where can they find you
1: best places on instagram uh natalie potts and nasty business strategist and in my website it's nasty so quite simple that one and yeah the thing is just i, I think i put out a post today like stop bloody scrolling let's just get on a call Open up the conversation, see where it goes. It's no big commitment. You just got to make it happen.
0: Is that what you offer then? Like, if someone's interested in working with you, discovering?
1: Yeah, I I don't want anybody just buy my programs. It needs to be the right values fit, and that we're gonna. I'm able to help them get the results that they they really want. It's really important.
0: Okay, and I'll put all the details in the show notes. So thank you so much for joining us today. Thank
1: you so much. Really appreciate it.
0: really interesting interview with Natalie there I really hope you enjoyed it because I think it's great that she's got insight from having 19 years in corporate found success at a young age worked in leadership and then sort of pivoted to obviously have her own business but I just think it was really interesting how she got to a point where she was you know at senior senior leadership level and it became a bit personal which like I said in the interview, is really frustrating and it's coming up time and time and time again. Um, So I'd love to delve um, into that a little bit deeper with Natalie at some point. So watch this space. Do connect with her. I find her so um, inspiring and I bet she's an incredible mentor and an incredible coach. So I will put all the details in the show notes. Have you joined the Jobs for Women community yet? If not, why not? You need to head over to community.jobsforwomen.co.uk forward slash join. Click on the button, add your details, and then you'll be sent your logging. login information and a welcome email. Everything in there is going to help you in your career and your life. Think yoga, mindfulness, meditation, expert coaches, careers advice, you name it. In the next few months, we're going to be adding to it. So yes, it's not fully there yet. We are in beta, but Having you there means that you are supporting our mission in gender equality for women at work. We want to close the gender pay gap. We want to make the workspace work for women like you. So if you haven't already, I encourage you to join and I will see you next time.